You're listening. You're listening to a University of Kentucky. University of Kentucky. College of Arts and Sciences podcast. Professors Andrew Hipsley and Greg Stump are two of UK's notable linguists. They are currently compiling and editing the Cambridge Handbook of Morphology, which will feature more than 30 authors from around the world. The book will be released in 2014, but is well underway with the help of an online collaborative tool developed by the College of Arts and Sciences web team. In this podcast, Hippisley and Stump describe the book and how and why they are putting it together. I'm Andrew Hipsley. Um, I'm in the linguistics program and tenured in the Department of English. And my name is Gregory Stump. I also am in the linguistics program and I'm tenured in the Department of English. And we're here to talk about the Cambridge Handbook of Morphology, which you're both working on. Um, How did this project get started? A year ago now, I was in Cambridge at a conference and um, met the linguistics editor and he suggested it to me as an idea. Cambridge does a number of handbooks of aspects of linguistics and he suggested morphology. I uh, thought this would be quite a thing to do on my own so he said to me well just pick a famous morphologist and uh, I picked one who was just a few doors down from where I live. (laughs) It's Greg Stump. (laughs) Yes so uh The idea of handbooks is uh, widely popular in linguistics these days. There are whole bodies of literature on specific sub-disciplines of linguistics, so that if somebody wants to get to know one of the sub-disciplines, they're really, initially, at something of a loss. I mean, there's so much stuff to be be, uh, examined, and that's what these handbooks are for, to kind of um, make it possible for somebody coming from outside of a sub-discipline to go and get a good understanding of what the issues are, what the theoretical standpoints are, and uh, get to know some of the major figures involved in uh, theorizing in that subdiscipline. I should say, too, that uh, Andrew and I have collaborated on other things before, so we know that we can work well together and everything, and uh, we have similar ideas on aspects of uh, morphology, not down to the finest details, but uh, broadly speaking. I should also say that one of the things the uh, series editor wanted was one editor to represent morphology in Europe and one to represent morphology in this country, America. So when I suggested Greg Stump, they were extremely pleased as an American representative. And I still think they think of me still, even though I've been here five years, as the European representative. Can you both sort of define morphology for listeners? Morphology is the scientific study of words and their interrelations. And uh, that takes in an awful lot if you think about it. I mean, in English, for example, we have a verb like uh, write, and we can turn that into a noun like writer. That noun, in turn, can be made plural. We could say writers. All of these are interrelationships among words in the language. And Languages have lots of words. I mean, it's in the tens of thousands. And these are not all simply unrelated units, but instead there are complex networks of interrelationships among the words in a language. And that's basically what morphologists do. Try to understand 
the nature of those interrelationships and how a theory of those interrelationships would fit into a broader theory of language as a whole. So morphology is seen to have two different roles, one to make the vocabulary bigger and the other one to kind of modify a word so it has a different syntactic distribution. So what are some of the issues that you uh, discuss in the book? There are all kinds of issues that we look at. One central one is the nature of allomorphy. Now that's a, a technical term, but it names something that's very, very simple, and that is the way in which a given word or stem changes according to what it joins with. So if you think of uh, wife as a noun, if you put the plural suffix on it, the F at the end of wife changes to a V. What exactly is going on there? How do the rules of English grammar regulate the alternation in form between these different shapes of the word wife? And you can extend these kinds of uh, questions to basically any word in the language. Uh, words exhibit all kinds of alternations, and uh, they all fall under the general heading of morphology. But another aspect of morphology is to think about whole groups of words that are related to one another. And a central notion, and one that's very familiar from traditional grammar, is that of a paradigm. Basically, a paradigm is simply all the different forms of the same word. I mean, if you begin to look across languages, you find all kinds of interesting phenomena. English doesn't have very big paradigms, but even English has some sort of interesting things going on. And I should mention on this idea of cross-linguistically, what we are certainly not setting out to do is look at the morphology exclusively of English. In fact, uh, compared to the world's languages, English is a pretty lame duck in terms of morphology. So we have uh, commissioned authors partly because of what they know about morphological issues, but also partly because of the languages that they work on. And some of these languages are highly complex from the morphological perspective, notably in which we're, we're very excited about a particular author who works on Native American languages, uh, Marion Methune from Santa Barbara. Another real plus in this volume is the fact that we have calculated, we tried to get representatives from lots of different uh, countries. So we have several from France, including uh, Olivier Bonami at the University of Paris and Georgette Dahl, she's at uh, the University of Lille. Um, Zheng Shu at the National University of Singapore, Harold Klassen at the University of Potsdam, and so on. So um, there's really an international angle to the authorship of this volume. And I know that you all are serving as editors, but are you trying to shape any overarching narratives throughout the book, or are you just grouping sort of related topics together? We have to be a bit careful with how we approach authors. In some sense, we do want them to do their own thing, and that's why we chose them. But on the other hand, we do have a special agenda in this book, and they are fitting into particular slots to tell the big story. We've developed a sort of collaborative tool, because this is a, a collaboration par excellence. Um, we really want authors who are writing chapters to be able to look into the window of other authors' chapters constantly as they're developing. So with the help of ANS uh, Hive, we have created a collaborative, interactive website 
where people can upload drafts of their chapters, look at each other's chapters, uh, lay down uh, six or seven keywords of their chapters which will be linked and create bibliographical details so that people can see that certain items they're referring to another author is referring to as well. So we hope that this will uh, lead to a much more cohesive handbook. We hope that this will stand out as being a handbook where chapters refer to each other and you can't take a chapter out without pulling at least another one out which will pull another one out and so on so they'll all be integral. And what we want to do with this book is to think of this as a handbook of the theory of morphology. So the idea that morphological facts are subject to the scientific uh, method and that you could create a theory with its own data sets, with its own specific operations and its own predictions that it makes. We want to lay out what the basic issues are that every theory must address people who are interested in writing computer programs that generate and interpret uh, language will be definitely interested in the material that we cover in this book. It'll have very specific uh, consequences for the uh, design of such, such programs. I should say that in both of our work, Greg and mine, we put the computationally possible as being a very high desideratum of the kinds of theories we're interested in. So. If we think that this is a nice uh, account of a particular language, you better be able to express that in such a way that a computer can run it and spit out the answers and tell you if you're right or wrong. So the computational aspect is going to be quite prominent in this book too. What are some other methods that you use to research and do you talk about them in the book? In, in my research, I have to say, in order to investigate uh, morphology, I adopt a kind of uh, typological approach. That is to say, I read a lot of grammars of other languages in order to identify patterns that are valid across languages. If you're lucky, you can identify patterns that are true in all languages. Those patterns are called universals. So a typological approach is helpful because it, it lets you sort of see the extent of variation across languages, but also the limits on variation across languages. I should add here that uh, we do have one of the best most well-known typologists in the world. Who's going to write that very chapter? Joanna Nichols um, at Berkeley. Uh, so we're delighted to have her and she works uh, on a range of languages including languages spoken in the Caucasus which again are another group of languages which are typologically extremely challenging for morphologists, especially morphologists who've only known English. Do you have um like a publication or release date in mind? Yes, we will have the first drafts, we hope, by the end of 2013. And uh, give something to the press, and, and the book will, should come out in 2014. How's that process going so far? Uh, that website is, is, is ready, and uh, authors have already uh, logged in and have usernames and uh, uploading abstracts and uh, drafts uh, right now. So. Um, it's working just as we hoped it would work uh, and it's going to certainly make the job as editors much, much easier. Thanks for listening and thanks to the College of Arts and Sciences, the Department of English and the Linguistics Program for making this podcast possible. 